Welcome to Practically Christian Podcast, a ministry of Sin Church. This is a podcast dedicated to taking all that information you got all up in your brain and giving you real practical application. Well, it's exciting, and thank you for downloading Practically Christian Podcast. This is our fifth episode. Yay! Isn't that awesome? That's awesome. So... With it being our fifth episode, it got me thinking that seven plus five, because today's March 7th, seventh plus five is 12. And in the 12th month of the year, oh boy, it's Christmas. It is. And for people like me, like right now is when you're going into withdrawal because it's been so long since Christmas and that it doesn't work. Well, you got nothing to say on that one? You were going through withdrawals like... Two days after Christmas, right. (laughs) So Actually, I'm sorry, you were actually going through withdrawals before it was even Christmas Day because you were having anxiety that Christmas was almost over. Yes, because in my mind, Christmas was over. (laughs) It was done. Like, Christmas Eve, maybe, no, the 23rd, I was like, well, here it is. Yep, it's over. There's still so much I wanted. And you know what? Mm. Is that's almost a diagnosable thing. There's a lot of people that struggle with that. A lot of people get depressed during the holidays. Yeah, but we're not talking about all the holidays. I'm just talking about Christmas. I'm just saying. So what it is, is we've built up an expectation of how this should go, and it's never going to live up to my expectation. No, not in 18 years. It has never lived up to his expectation. I'm not sure what the expectation is. It should snow in Florida. But it's not going to. But it should. Then we need to move. But thank you for downloading this episode. Thank you for taking the time to share, to like this, to... Really push this podcast forward. It's your support that keeps us going. And for more information, visit sent.church. And that being said, you thought we were at the end, but it is just the beginning. I thought we were at the end because Josh (laughs) never tells me what he's doing. So one of the my favorite Christmas traditions that we do is going around and looking at lights. Yep. Like, Like people who have decorated their houses and like... I love that, and you can't see the quotes, so I'll say quote, unquote, (laughs) the Griswold family houses. Yes. Those people that, man, they ain't a scurred. They're going to have an $800 electric electric bill. bill. Mm -hmm. They have spent like 20 grand on, you know, RGB, LED, you know, whatever lights. Well, you know. RGB and LED both. Whatever. I don't know anything RGB about RGB is red, green, blue, so they can turn any color you. that you want. Okay. You know, your primary colors. Wonderful. And then LED is light-emitting diode. I did not know what any of them meant. Yeah, that's why they last so long, because they're actually a diode. They're not a light bulb. Um, I don't even know what that means. But I especially love those houses. Yes. Like, those special houses that, like, they have their windows open. So and you, you can, can see, see what inside. they're doing. Okay, we're that kind of sounds creepy. Like we're not again, not in a voyeuristic <laughs> way. And I'm talking more about like they have decorated inside. There have been a couple where like they left their windows open. You walk through their yard and like you're looking in the house and you're like, um, no one wants to watch you eat with no shirt on while okay, you're watching okay. TV. Okay, okay, hang on, like, hang on. I have to backtrack because you said walking through people's yards. You mean when they have a walk through? Display. Light display. Yes, yes. That like, did not sound no, right. Not like you're going to your neighbor's house and just walking through the yard. That's what it sounded like. No, the the people that like they make the display so you can walk through the yard. Like the one and, in my old neighborhood. Yes. Yes. But like 
when that guy is sitting there with no shirt on, <laughs> like in the recliner eating, and you're like, "Hello, that is not Christmassy." Merry Christmas! It's not even milk and cookies. Like he's eating dinner. He's eating a pot roast with some vegetables. I was thinking microwavable meatloaf, <gasps> hungry man. But those are like those are my favorite because you get to see inside their house, um, and like for to really take the time to decorate in your house, yeah, is so much more dedication. Right. And even on those houses, did you ever realize, like, the decorations inside hardly match what's on outside? Mm-hmm. Ours don't. Well, even on that, that's what I'm saying. Even on those houses where they spent money and time and, yeah, they may have three Christmas trees and they, they'll have decorations, but, like, it's not like their walls are all strung with these RGB LED lights right. and, like, lighting up the whole inside of the house. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just they, they decorate. And I, it's cool, but what if their entire house looked like the outside? That'd be pretty cool. I think it would be awesome. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't even need lights in the house anymore. You just, like, turn on the Christmas lights and... But this sounds like a leap. And I did all this to in- illustrate one point, and... It definitely is like the main point that would describe the practically Christian. Oh, I see what you did there. The outside looks wonderful, looks yes. good. But on the inside, we're that guy sitting on the recliner with a hungry man. Yes. Okay. And this is the okay, exact I get it. message Jesus is trying to spread Bravo. throughout his entire earthly ministry. It's the heart. The heart is where the change happens. Right. And... Take just for an example, Matthew 23, 26 through 27. In this verse, Jesus is speaking to the Pharisees and he tells them that they are whitewashed tombs. Mm. They are clean on the outside, but they are dead on the inside. And this verse has extremely significant meaning. And I don't want to rush through it, but in in order for us to fully understand it, we have to understand the Pharisee. Right. Because they get a bad rap. Well, yeah. Yeah, they do. Because they were the ones that killed Jesus. Right. They're the ones, like, Jesus shows up here as God in the flesh, and Jesus shows up and they're like, kill him. Well, in that same way, we're the Pharisees then. Well, hang on, hang on, because you were way, like, jumping way fast ahead. I'm just saying what we tell our kids, we kill Jesus. Yeah, because if you, well, I'm not talking about, like, their sin killed Jesus. I'm saying, like, they are the actual people who killed Jesus. They physically put him on the cross. Right. No, I understand that. And, and every single one of us has, uh, if you call yourself a Christian, at some point in your life, you have looked back and went, man, if I could go back in time, I would stop the killing of Jesus. Yeah, but take him off the cross. Right. And Jesus tells us in Luke 24 that it was God's intention all along. And it had to happen. So it had to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, so we could be saved. So God had to kill Jesus so he could give me life. Like, that's amazing. Right. And, like, we could just live our whole lives off that one saying, but... It, these people have a bad rap, but these are the pastors of that time. Like, these are people like me, people like Dan. Like, these are the pastors at the church. And they, I know that, like, if I'm in the middle of a sermon and some guy jumped up and was like, hey, I am Jesus, all scripture is fulfilled in me. Like, I, I would... <laughs> I would love to be able to think that I would give him, like, the benefit of the doubt and we could talk about it at least. But I know I would definitely 
I, be like, no, that. no, you ain't. No, right. Sit down. Like, you're not God. Um, and even, even then, I mean, every single one of us would do that. Right. You know, and for all listening that you, you think you wouldn't, you're wrong. You would. Like, right. if you really, like, I know there are people that antichrist that rise up and people follow after them, but those aren't Christian people. Those aren't people who are sitting here going, I am devoting myself to reading the scripture, to knowing scripture, to being in community with other, you know, Christians. You know, we are the fair story, the fair story. We are the Pharisees in every story. Right. We have to understand that point before we move on, because when we think that we're not the Pharisees, we are even that much more the Pharisee. Pharisee, Like That is us. We are them. Because then you get arrogant and puffy chested and look at me, I'm a good Christian. And... I know, and there's so many online quizzes you can take to go, If you, are you a disciple or a Pharisee? Wait, I've also enjoyed the quizzes that said, who are you in the Bible? Right. Have you seen those? <laughs> no. If you put in, you answer these questions and it says, you are Esther or you are Deborah. I technically am Deborah, but um, you're like Joshua and... Yes, I am. Whatever. I Be don't. strong and courageous. I don't meditate day and night. That that sums up my life. Oh yeah, all day every day. <laughs> I'm a Pharisee though. <laughs> like that is what I am, and and I don't care what online test you took that said you were a disciple and you're not a Pharisee. You are a Pharisee. Correct. We are the Pharisees in every single story. So what is Jesus saying in Matthew then? You know, the Pharisee is worried about what they look like on the outside. Mm-hmm. Aren't they, you? They want people to see. Everything that's good and righteous and just and holy, even if the inside is decaying and rotted like a tomb. And that's what I mean. That that describes the practically Christian right there. Mm-hmm. I am practically a Christian because I, I look good on the outside. Like I got, I am definitely better than Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh yeah, for all intents and purposes, you are an angel compared to him. Right. Mm-hmm. But I'm still just as broken, if not more broken, than Hitler, as Hashtag Paul Washer would have said. Sinner. Yep. You know, and we all do this. How long does it take you to get ready to go to the grocery store? Like, no. you know, you married people out there. Seriously. And you know what, wives? I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give you a nickel's worth of advice. Um, just a nickel? Yes, just a nickel. I don't even know if I'd want that. I've told you this before and you have not taken the advice. All right, so go you ahead. owe me like a dollar by now. Go ahead. When you are going to the grocery store, especially with your husband, understand you're not there to meet someone. You don't have to get that dressed up. It is the grocery store. That has nothing to do with the <laughs> husband. Well, I can't believe he said that. It's terrible. I'm just saying, like, we all do this. We put on this facade and, you know, when we really want to impress someone, we get the good cologne out. We wear oh. the good shirt. You know, <laughs> not the wrinkly one I found on the floor and I just went. Oh, gosh. Okay, oh. no, this is okay. Like, yeah. I get the good shirt out and... You know, I make sure I I gel my hair. You know, it's not that natural bedhead that I wake up with every day and just throw a hat on. You know, but we all do this. Our lawn, you know, my lawn may look on point because... It does not right now. Well, it's because it's winter and it's dead. Okay. But, thank God people can't see the dishes we got piled up in the sink. Oh, stop. Thank God, you know, people can't see the clothes or the complete mess the kids' rooms are. Underneath their on beds. On the inside of the house. That's why mm-hmm. we keep our blinds closed. And our house isn't messy, but that's why it's another illustration of that's why we keep our blinds closed. We don't want people seeing the mess. And most people will live their entire life with their blinds closed. You mean physically? 
Ooh, do I? Or is this a metaphorical thing? Oh, God. Not when Stop. <laughs> what on earth is wrong? I'm just saying, like, this is a deep thing that we do. We all keep our blinds physically, yes. And metaphorically, the blinds right. of our life closed, so people can't see inside. It's on the inside, well, you to know see what? That mess. Our lawn will be on point, though. Our outside will be clean, but we're not going to let people see that mess that's on the inside. And we show up to church with the same fake smiles. And I'm, I'm not like this isn't a, a rebuke to anyone, but telling everyone how great your week is, right? And how we should just thank God for how awesome our lives are. Blessed and highly favored. But knowing our lives are a mess. Knowing and you were you just had... fighting with your spouse on the way to church. You just told your kids if they said one more word, you're going to pull the car over. Right. Or you just had the worst week of your life. Mm-hmm. You know, but you show up and what you're doing is, A, you're robbing the joy that comes with being part of the ecclesia, being part of the church. Right. You know, there may be someone in your church that God had put there to bless you in that one area, but you're so afraid to tell people you need help. I don't even think it's fear. I think it's pride. Yeah, but you, I, I, I see what you mean. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't want people to know how yucky it can be. And I mean, coming from a different generation than some of the people listening, um, I was raised, you don't tell people your business. You don't tell people what's going on. You don't talk about it. Um, you keep what happens at home at home. And I think that is now as an adult, I don't believe that. I don't believe that's true at all. Be, I, I let it all hang out. Um, I wasn't always like that. And Josh was, and he used to drive me crazy because he told everybody our business. <laughs> and I remember thinking to myself, oh dear Lord, stop telling people that stuff. And now um, I tell pretty much everybody everything. You know, but we're just... It boils down, and, and yeah, I can see where you're going with pride. It boils down, we're afraid to look weaker than someone else. Right. We're afraid that old Timmy has it, like, much more together than we do. Because what does that mean about our walk? Does that mean, you know, that means I'm less of a Christian. Right. And what we do is we become practically Christian. Right. And we'll go, okay, we'll, we'll say that Jesus is God. We'll say we believe in him. He, he rose from the dead. And we genuinely will believe that, but... We are not understanding the gospel of Jesus if we're stopping and going, no, I have it all together though. Like, right. okay, I learned I learned all that now. Right. Now now I'm good. Now I have it all together. And we live a lie because every time it depends on me, I am going to fail. Okay. I am a dead man walking. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't fully understand why Jesus came to save me if I'm sitting here going I got this, and and now I can put it all together. I wasn't hurt. I wasn't someone who needed help. I was dead and needed to be resurrected. Right. I mean, that is the gospel of Jesus laid out right there. If I could do it myself, then Jesus came for no reason whatsoever. Right. If I got it together all by myself, then I don't need a savior. So we walk around all the time looking at ourselves like we're better than others, like we have it more together, like we are dressed nicer, we have nicer clothes, we have... Better degrees, we have better jobs. Better we, you cologne. Know, our kids listen, unlike the table next to us. My cologne is better. I don't wear too much cologne. My wife adores me. The list goes on and on and on. When in fact, I'm really just a better liar than the next person. Right, you're just a better Pharisee. Yeah, I, I just, I can look like I got it better mm-hmm. than the next person. 
and that just makes me a better liar. When we realize how Jesus saves us, we don't have to have it perfectly together. Right. We don't have to have it all figured out. And it's exhausting. I think it's exhausting to live like that. I mean, for me it was. I can't speak for everybody else. Maybe pe people get a high off of it. I don't know. It's exhausting to fake the funk. It really is. And you watch people do it sometimes, and it makes me sad. Right, because we miss the whole point. Like, when I realize how broken I am and the mm -hmm. mess I am and that Jesus saved me, I can look at my coworker or my family member or whoever it is, my friend, my neighbor, and, and I can look at them with the same sympathy and go, I get it. I'm just as broken as you. Mm -hmm. But let me tell you who Jesus is. Let me tell you how Jesus saves, how Jesus puts back together and restores. You know, when I realize how much I lie to myself, I can look at my child and every time they lie, I can realize, so do I. Right. You know, when I realize that I didn't save myself, I can have patience with the person that I'm telling about Jesus. Right. They don't have to make a decision right now. And when I stop being practically saved because I said some little prayer in front of the church and really surrender everything to Jesus, I can actually see the Holy Spirit work in my life and actually have a heart change. Right. You know, when I start seeing the inside needs to be done before I ever get to the outside. I can stop being practically Christian, and I can actually start to be a disciple of Jesus. Right. And that's really what it's all about. And that's why, I mean, we could go on for hours, and we like to keep our podcast, you know, to a certain time. But this one topic is seriously at the heart of everything. It is knowing that Jesus saves, and right. Jesus alone. I mean, Acts 4.12, there is no other name given to men, you know, in heaven and on earth that can save you except for Jesus. Right. Josh, I can't save Josh. Can't save me, can't save the right. kids. Right. So until next week, I challenge you to look at your inside. What is your heart motivation? If it is to show others that you got it all together, then you are more worried about how the outside looks. Mm. However, if you are motivated to clean the inside... I challenge, to start, I challenge you to start doing that. Empty out the closets, move the furniture, really get in and clean, though. Get a big Swiffer, a steamer. Don't just make a, a nicer-looking mess. Clean it. And as always, if you need anything, hit us up. We are here to serve you. Please rate, comment, and share. Leave a like and tell someone about the podcast because it is only through your support that we can keep doing what we do. So for more information, check out Scent.Church. We love you and keep running the race. God is set before Thank you for listening to Practically Christian Podcast. Please rate, comment, and share because we cannot do this without all of your love and support. For more information, go to Scent.Church. Until next week, keep running the race set before you, and we love you.